You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Interstate Batteries. Whether you need a battery for your truck or batteries for your trail cameras, Interstate Batteries has the batteries for your everyday life. Stop into a local retail location. They have thousands upon thousands of them all over the United States. Or go and visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. So I was recently put in Facebook jail for writing a comment about wanting to, quote, kill a frick ton of does this fall. It's no secret that big tech companies have been slowly encroaching on our outdoor lifestyle, and that's why I'm thankful for companies like Go Wild. Go Wild is like any other social media app, except that it's geared towards outdoors men and women. You're able to share your stories and pictures from the field, log your trophies, and engage with other hunters all without fear of being censored by Big Brother. We recently teamed up with Go Wild to create an easy place where you can see and even purchase all of the gear that you see me use on the Southern Ground Hunting Channel. All you have to do is go download the app to your smartphone and search Parker McDonald to see my gear page. You can also find other gear for purchase in the store from brands like Garmin, Vortex Optics, Rocky Boots, and thousands more. Now here's the best part. If you use the code Southern Ground, all lowercase, all one word, you can save 10% on anything in the Go Wild store. Again, that's Southern Ground, all lowercase, all one word, and that'll save you 10%. I think that's pretty cool. So check out the show notes of this episode for the download link to join hundreds of thousands of other hunters like us on Go Wild. The Southern Ground Hunting Podcast is brought to you by Spartan Forge. It's forged in combat and tailored for hunters. Spartan Forge stands at the nexus of machine learning and whitetail deer hunting to deliver truly intuitive and science-based products that save the hunter time spent scouting, planning, and executing their hunts. You can start your free 14-day trial today by visiting spartanforge.ai and you can use the code SOUTHERNGROUND, that's all lowercase, all one word, SOUTHERNGROUND at checkout. That'll get you 25% off of your purchase. If you're wanting to know more about saddle hunting, well, check out tetherednation.com for all your saddle hunting needs. Tethered is for saddle hunters, by saddle hunters, and they're redefining ultralight hunting. If you'd like to support the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast, you can visit patreon.com forward slash southern ground hunting, or you can click on the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. We offer two different tiers for our patrons that offer a solid list of benefits. We'd love for you to join the Southern Ground Hunting community today. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash southern ground hunting. And now, let's get to the show. So you've been making crappie jigs. 
Not, well, crappie bait, I should say. Crud, let me see. I'm interested to see this. I don't know if you know, but I hit record. So, we're going to have DR fish and tackle, or bait and tackle, coming soon. No, I don't know about something and, like that. And hat pressing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I am doing that. Dude, what about those new hats? Those new hats are... are, are I'm talking about the ones you're wearing right now that people who are listening to this haven't ever actually seen. We need to get them all on the website. I know. And then we have some... Uh, don't you wish more. you knew somebody that knew how to do websites? <laughs> right? I, I mean, you know, he just can't. Uh, so, let me see. So, we've got this hat. Well, that gun, man. That's what I started doing. That's pretty cool. Yep. See, because I, like, bass fishing, it's cool and all, but I love me some crappie. You all about the crappie. Do you just, like, put that in your, like, oven? No, microwave. See, no, Whatever. No, no, you... It's metal. No, you don't put that in, in the microwave. You put the plastisol in... It's a. It's like a... Okay, so... so it's you, a liquid. You heat it up. You it heat it up, then you put it in there. It turns to like a flexible plastic material. Huh. I'll be dang. It's pretty legit. What in the world made you decide, you know what, I'm going to buy this little thing to make well, some crappie jig cause, molds. <laughs> well, because at the start of summer, I bought a bunch of crappie bait. You know, like oh, okay. crappie minnows. And I spent said, like I spent like thirty five, forty bucks on it. And I'm like, dang. So I got I I got to thinking about it. Let's go Brandon. I'm like, so I just <laughs> went and bought one of these. I'm like, now now I have it for as long as I want it. Price of everything's going up right now. Everything. Even crappie bait. Crappie bait, man. Let's, going crappie bait. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go. <laughs> that's what they, that's what they say these days. Have mm. you heard that? I have not heard that. You don't know what that is? I don't know what that is. So this is, it's actually kind of funny, and I know a lot of people probably are laughing about this right now that we said it, but, so, apparently, I, I don't watch NASCAR, I know that we might need to take the word Southern out of Southern ground, since I just admitted that, I don't watch NASCAR, um, used to, back in the day, watch Talladega Nights, which is yeah, close, Talladega Nights is my favorite, <laughs> <It's> close but, second, <laughs> but, uh, back in the day, my dad and my grandfather used to own a, a DuPont paint store, and so, um, we were big Jeff Gordon fans. Mm-hmm. Oh, we lost more fans just by me saying that. You did. Yeah, uh, yeah, moving you down did. here to Earnhardt country. <laughs> yeah, Earnhardt. Anyway, so uh, it's a we were we were all in a NASCAR back then. I was I was little, but uh, I had a I had me a Dupont Dupont jacket, racing jacket, super Ooh. legit. Anyway, so at, apparently at like a NASCAR race or something, the crowd was chanting "F Joe Biden," and it sounded like they were saying "Let's go, Brandon." So when you see people say, let's go, Brandon, they're actually not saying, let's go, Brandon. Yeah. I actually pulled up in Lowe's today, and there was a guy that had not one flag, not two flags, three flags. He had customized a three-flag stand that hooked into his trailer hitch, (laughs) and one of them was a let's go, Brandon. Uh, flag. They already got flags. No, it was, it was the Brandon? actual. It was the actual. You know. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. but gotcha. it, was, it was. Let's go, Brandon. You know. You know what? We saw that flag today too. Might have been the same dude. We saw. We at least Hallie. I don't know. Probably somebody's making a whole lot of money on. What's Wolver, funny is that Joe Biden. What What's funny is that the kid that got out of it was like 16 years old. Like he got out of the truck. I'm like, hmm. parents are proud. Proud parents, right there. If you're listening to this and you have an F Joe Biden flag, 
live better. <laughs> just, you don't have to like him, but just live better, you know? I'm like, telling you. I ain't trying to judge anybody, and I would nope. never judge He's anybody. He's making it hard, though, gas. Three seventy nine a gallon true. right now. That's true. Yeah. What was it? Is, is it uh, uh, Casey says, uh, riding around on that Joe Biden gas? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scouting. Yeah. <laughs> Which, hey, those jokers put down. Hey, yeah. Our, been, buddies, our buddies at the Element, they've, element. they've been uh, crushing it here lately. But anyways. I have a, not been crushing it lately. That was a long intro. You crushed a tree. so not, not a tree. A limb. A limb. Okay. It was a limb. All right. The classic thing I can fit underneath there. Mm. And I couldn't. You couldn't. Couldn't. Didn't make it. That was opening day, though. It was opening morning, yeah. And you hadn't really hunted a ton since then, have you? Uh, nope. A couple times? A couple times. Seen a few deer? Seen a few deer. But I know you've been you've been making a dent in the doe population. Dude, yeah. So one of the things we did last year, um, and we may have done it the year before that, but we tried to alternate weeks of having guests one week right. and then... Um, catch-ups. Yeah, catch-up. You know, hopefully in those two weeks somebody's killed something and it it worked pretty well last, last year that yeah it, it actually did work really well last year because it, it it seemed like if i didn't kill you did and mm-hmm. it, and if you didn't i did yeah and it just it, it worked really well it worked good so maybe we can maybe we can uh put that to play but i want to be kind of intentional too with this one this week because uh we talked to <clears throat> warren Womack a couple weeks ago and then we talked to Dave Owens. Mm-hmm. I, th- I talked to Dave Owens mm-hmm. last week. Um, you know, we ha- we've had a couple of guests talking about that early season uh, feeding, you know, yeah. keying in on those hot food sources. And uh, and I literally did exactly what Warren Womack said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, it, was, it, was, it was crazy. It's the name of the game this time of year. Um and so it, it really is intentional, you know, it's it's using the things that whatever guest we have mm-hmm. talks about. I think about these things almost always whenever right. I'm out in the woods, whenever I'm deer hunting. So I think about, you know, scenarios that I've heard other guests talk about on the show. Right. I think about all kinds of stuff like that, you know, trying to bring it back to my memory. And it's really helped me. Yeah. It's helped me significantly. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think what. Two, two weeks ago it was it was the monday after opening day so the opener was on the first which was a friday is that right i think so yeah i think it was yeah a friday i killed my first deer in alabama on monday mm-hmm. after that yeah and man i mean you know there was but i, I guess we let's actually let's back up let's talk about yours first okay. and we'll do it in chronological okay. order because you were able to uh, at least get a shot off. And and here's the thing. This episode is going to be a lot more about deer hunting, not necessarily big buck hunting. Right. Uh, I do have a couple of cool encounters slash mm-hmm. stories to talk about, you know, yeah. big bucks in this time of the season. But um, this one's going to be for the average Joe, the guy who it probably makes up 90% of the deer hunting population. Right. Especially this time of the year, right. this time of the season. They're going out trying to get meat for the freezer. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that that should be our ultimate goal. There's a few guys, you know, who won't, who still don't won't kill a doe or whatever. Yeah. But I like to spend this part of the season concentrated. At least that first couple weeks, I want to kill does and I want to fill the freezer. And so that's what this episode is going to be for, which yeah. is 
uh, a whole lot closer to what uh, Mr. Womack was talking about. Right, right. You know, that's that's his style of hunting. He's yep. he's not you know necessarily hunting for big giant bucks, but he's hunting for deer. Yeah. And uh, and it's just fun, man. I love it, man. It's just fun as heck. I love shooting them. I love eating them. If they have horns, it's even better. In Alabama, I mean, we really do have a neat opportunity to, uh, you know, I, I guess exercise dominion. And, right. and with a bow. I tried. I tried. Yeah. And the doggone limb jumped him away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, he grew there's, legs. Yeah, there's, there's limbs that just move. <laughs> I, I don't know why God created them that way, but, man. They do that sometimes. It's rough. But, it, I mean, you know, Alabama gives us such a liberal bag limit mm-hmm. as far as does are concerned, and it's not like we're going to go out and shoot a doe every day of the season. But you can right. with archery equipment. And so it's fun, man. It's fun to do it. We'll start getting serious here in a couple of weeks. You know, we got a cold front got coming a cold front in next coming in this week. weekend. Yeah, yep. uh, this weekend statewide opener is this weekend, so there's going to be yep. a lot of people out. It's going to spread pressure away from where we hunt. Yeah. Um, and also, guys, if you if you kill something, doe, buck, uh, unicorn, I mean, what <laughs> whatever, post it on the uh, Southern Ground Open Forum page. We would we we we'd love to see it. And and um and and if you got a cool story, man, tag it. And we and who knows, we, we might. Message and signal and hop on the podcast with us. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So, uh, absolutely. But man, that's that's one of the things um, I saw a commercial recently it had Travis T Bone Turner in it, and I just thought it was cool. He was just that man. He goes, he, he's just like, if you, if you shoot a three point, celebrate it. If you shoot a doe, celebrate it. If you shoot a hundred and sixty, celebrate it. He goes, well, stop spreading hate, you know. And I was like. I appreciate that. Uh, thanks, T Bone. Thanks, T Bone. <laughs> thanks, T Bone. And so, so did you ever a- watch? Did you ever watch T Bone? Uh, did you ever watch the Incomplete Deer Hunter? Oh, every one of them, all seventeen of them, dude. Like that was like where that was the jam back in the day. I love T Bone. Yeah, on uh, Incomplete Deer with Hunter with the with the hat cut in the middle yeah. and and the uh, was it probably with the Onada bows or with the, uh-huh. yeah they yeah. had those big bubba teeth yeah dude. Yeah. Me and Dad would sit and watch, and we still. I'm 31 years old. I still laugh. And we still like. There was one scene where the guys like, uh, they're sitting in their like <laughs> broke down rusted car. Yeah. And they're farting. Yeah. And he's like, "Think I gambled and lost on that one." <laughs> and we still bring that up, dude. I, years and years later, I, we gotta go back and watch that. I'm telling you that TK's and Mike's. Oh mm-hmm. man. Oh, dude. That's, that's some. That's some good stuff right there. I love. But anyway. T Bone was just saying, hey, if you shoot it and it's legal, celebrate it. Don't don't be hating on nobody. And so that's what that's what we want to do. So guys, if if you kill something, man, post it. We we would love to see it. And then if you want to take it even a step further, show us how you cook it, which I'm Ooh. a big fan of. You know what I'm saying? There's all kinds of different recipes, there's all, man. There's, there's all kinds. I thought I had. I see that that was my problem. I'd, I'd already put it on a plate Saturday <laughs> morning, you know, or Friday morning when when um. But literally, I literally did exactly what we talked about with Warren Womack. So it was it was pretty cool. Talk about it. I want to. I'm well. We hadn't really got to talk much. So so the the spot that I went, it's it's private, but it borders up to public, mm-hmm. and and I have permission across the private to get into the public, and that's the only way in. And so, uh, so that's that's really nice. And so, I know the area has a lot of oaks in it. Um, last year I hunted it a little bit late season and saw a lot of does. I always see deer there, and I know there's a high concentration of does, and so it's like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna go for it. So, start walking down the a logging road, and it's, and it swings around a curve, and in, in that curve, there was, 
it just looked like the ground was just tore up, like just just like Mr. Womack was talking about, you know, like a like a tiller had gone. Kind of like it. hog sign. Yeah, it, it 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 almost is like hog sign. It it is, and it's like a le- like a little less intense version of hog sign, right? Sometimes. And so I was like, man, so, and th- this was right on the logging road. I'm like, well, doggone. So I just I just paused for just a second, and I and I started listening, and it was like every 20 seconds, man, like thump, thump, thump. I'm like, all right. So, Did the phrase that he said continue to come back into your mind right then? If I stand there for yep. a minute well, and I don't hear anything drop, I, I'm moving on. I actually paused, pulled out my phone, and was like, okay, I'm going to give it one minute. And 20 seconds later, thump, thump. I'm like, <laughs> all right. thump. I'm like, okay, Mr. Womack, all right. So I, I mean, I mean, the spirit of Womack was the, with you. The spirit of Womack was, was on me. So, so I just, <laughs> I, did, I just shimmed up a tree. 10 yards from the uh, logging road, got set up, and... What a sight that would be, to see a big old burly man shimmy up a tree. Man, it was. And, <laughs> well, and this is my first climb this year, so, like, I, I forgot everything. Like, I, I I texted you, I'm like, forgot my pull-up rope, forgot this. <laughs> like, I mean, it was just, uh, golly. And, and so, but I got my first climb out of the way, so hopefully all that is taken care of. But I got up, got situated, and um, didn't really see anything until probably about... Eight eight o'clock, and um, which was kind of surprising because I was like, and with with where I was set up, right in front of me, thirty yards down the um, logging road from me, there was a part where two drainages came together. Up up top of me, about fifty yards was a clear cut, so like I, I was in a pretty sweet little setup, and I'm like, man, I, I, I was like, man, I thought thought I should have seen a little bit more than I heard a crunch crunch, and I'm like, okay, game time, so. Um, and she was walking right to me, which I'm not a big fan of. Like I don't, I don't like them to walk right at me. Um, they can see you. Yeah, well, not not just that. Like, there's no good shot opportunity right there, you know. And she, she was coming right at me, and where 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 she came at, out on the logging road was six yards from me. Hmm. And and she paused, and if she would have went left, she would have walked in a perfect opening. I mean, I'm just talking about perfect. But for some reason, she turned and went back up the logging road, like the way she come, which was mm-hmm. which was right which was right where I walked in at. But she didn't seem bothered by any of that. Um, uh, you know, I I don't. I've seen a bear up in the tree right I guess. Now, six yards away. Well, said. I was sitting there and like she did, she she was not looking up at all. Like she was sucking acorns, walking the whole way. And so I'm like, okay. And so she she t- she goes to turn, goes back up the hill, and I was trying to find a spot. Um, uh, to to fit that thing in, and I she paused for a half second, and 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 I'm shooting a real heavy arrow setup. I mean, we've talked about it. On, I mean, four thousand five hundred grams. Yeah, it's like four thousand. Yeah, Something yeah. Like I mean, that. it's uh, and so I mean, this, there's there's a, there's a lot of weight there. So two hundred percent foc. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> big time. Like like ranch. You can Ferry. actually hold the arrow at the knock. Yes. And it'll balance. Yes. Itself. Rancher calls me for, for <laughs> consulting purposes. I mean, that's how heavy this thing is. Um, that's total sarcasm, guys. But it, it is. It, my, my arrow weight's 870 grains. So it's, it's, it's a big old joker. And you ever seen, <laughs> I just thought of, you ever seen those, those things? Uh, we used to have when I was a kid, they were like eagles that were like, had all their, and they would balance. Yeah. They would balance on the tip of your finger. Mm-hmm. That's your arrow. You yeah. just you just place the broadhead. Just place the broadhead on the tip of your finger, and it just sits there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I went to a bow shop recently, and it was it was quite comical um, hearing all the, all the comments from it. But so I didn't. Um, I, there was just not an opening. 
that yeah. that I felt comfortable with. And so she walks out, up to about 20 yards and then goes to turn and comes to, so if I'm sitting, she's at, at this point, she's at my uh, six o'clock. So I just rotate around there in the saddle and she paused for just a second and there was an opening and there was a limb hanging across of it. I'm like, well, I can fit it underneath there. Famous last words. And, and, <laughs> and I let her eat, man. And it was going right towards her. And then all of a sudden it just deflected it. I just, I just saw it go thwing, and I'm like, crap. And, um, she, what's crazy though, is that since my arrow is so heavy, shooting that heavy broadhead, she just bounded off and stopped. Like she didn't have a clue what happened. Mm-hmm. And so, and then I'm trying like real slow to like, you know, get grab an arrow, get it knocked. And, and then she saw me. And so then she blew and took off. But, um, she didn't have a clue in the world that I was there. Hmm. And y'all, I'm, I don't, I don't normally carry three sticks in. I'm, I'm normally a two stick guy. And so I'm, I'm always somewhere between 10 and 12 foot. That's just how I like it. Um, and, and so I was only two sticks up, so I wasn't very high, but she just wasn't used to seeing anybody there. I had good cover, um, still, um, with, with a lot of foliage that's still there, there on the trees. I always hit really well and never saw me. She was at six yards. I didn't have a clue I was there and turned it loose. It ricocheted and, um, I was wanting to, to shoot a single bevel broadhead this year. Well, the only company that makes a 300 grain, uh, single bevel right now, VPA is making one. Cause that I have some, I have five other VPA 300 grain heads that, that I shoot. But, um, a guy on one of the Facebook forums had, had three tough heads. And so I bought them cause they were the only single bevels that I could find in 300 grains. Cause I didn't want to change my whole setup and do it and do all that stuff. And so, uh, so when, when I shot, that thing almost cut that limb in half. <laughs> and I posted on my Instagram and Facebook. I'm like, well, you know, it almost cut the limb in half and I'm pretty sure it punctured the sun, you know, like, <laughs> because I, it just shot up. I couldn't find it. I had a, a lot of knocks. So I had to wait till that afternoon. I came back that afternoon and then sure enough, it was, it was there and I picked <laughs> it up. And, but, uh, but literally it was just a classic, I mean, I'm, I was sitting in the middle of that locker room going, okay, Mr. Warren, this is what you told me to do. And 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 it worked. And yeah. the only thing that didn't work was was me, you know. And I know you 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 killed one today on Akron's. You killed uh, on some persimmons, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. You, you made a good point when you were texting back and forth mm-hmm. that we don't normally get a chance to hunt them, hunt the persimmons, because – of it used to start the 15th statewide Mm -hmm. you know well well, where we're at it starts a little earlier and so um it's it's been cool to see guys not just you but other guys say hey yeah persimmons are hot right now you know and and we actually have a chance to hunt them this year which is really interesting Mm -hmm. and last year i didn't even think about it to be honest with you like and there's always like some outliers that i've i've found in past seasons i've found persimmons growing on trees but it's always like the little ones right the little trees right um which catman had an interesting video because yeah he, he had that persimmon tree that i mean it was like if you were to pick up a persimmon tree like this is where deer would be big nice juicy but there wasn't any deer tracks uh, yeah they, underneath they it. weren't it's, I mean, it's, it was it's interesting how piles they choose of persimmons piles of them know? and they just didn't like them um yeah i mean so that was kind of the same uh type you know, I was thinking about what 
Warren Woolmick had talked about. Mm-hmm. And I've always, like, marked every persimmon tree that I've found. Right. You know, it's just. Because there's not a lot of them. Yeah, we don't we don't find a lot of them. Typically, what I find them is like, like the, like where a main waterway mm-hmm. meets the wood line, pretty right. much. Like hits a creek, like I guess it'd be like the mouth of the creek. Is, right. is that would that be right? The mouth. Yeah. yeah. Um, it'd be like at the mouth of the creek where it really starts to peter out. Yeah. Like it, and turn into a creek and not just a slough. It is interesting how they they don't just grow everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't find them ever on the tops. I don't either. Ridges. And They're always down low. And I'm sure there's an outlier. You know, like some guy probably has, and and that's fine. I, I'm I'm just saying what I have seen mm-hmm. is that um, it's not like an oak. You know, you're not going to find them just everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 normally like wetter soil, which is closer to creeks and um 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 and waterways and drainages and stuff and they normally like the uh low low spots yeah and hey. that's where i find them i i'll be honest with you since i started noticing it and since now we can hunt this time of year right um i'm no I'm, I'm noticing it almost every single one like it may just be a small persimmon tree right but i'm noticing persimmons on all these but anyway so i went in uh hunted Let's see, I hunted opening day, so the day that you miss your yep. deer, I had deer, I had every deer in the woods blowing at me. Um, I ended up seeing one, and uh, she came out literally at the tree that I would normally set at right. on this spot. She was right underneath it, and I uh, kind of kicked myself for not sitting there, but just with the way that the, it was, I've never hunted this area that early in the season, mm-hmm. and so the leaves were all on the trees, and I could, I had no visibility right. in that tree. I yeah. mean... It, there's a bunch of, uh, what is it? I think they're black walnut trees. Mm-hmm. Um, and, dude, they are, they it creates so much shade right, right. there. And, and, you, and the grass is super tall, and you just couldn't, you had no visibility. Now, if I would have been sitting in that tree, I would have shot that deer because she was right underneath the <laughs> yeah. right underneath the tree. But anyway, I, I didn't see anything else, got out of there. The next day, me and little girl went. Uh, and scouted some pressure mm-hmm. in some of the areas that I would typically hunt and, you know, open a weekend, there was people out there, uh, out there hunting. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to stay away from there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, so I hunted Sunday morning right? and I was like, okay, there's people hunting in all the areas that I would normally go into. Um, it's open a weekend, whatever. And so I was like, I was like, um. I was just kind of thinking to myself, like, I need to go check out a new spot. This yeah. would be a good time to go find somewhere new, right. somewhere I've never been, and just take a chance on it. Now, I have a bad habit of whenever I go into an area, I'm typically setting up the way that I think a buck – I've talked about this before. I'm setting up in a spot that I think would be a good buck spot, Yeah. even though I'd be totally happy killing a doe right. on the third day of the season. Um but I just, it's just a bad habit that I have when I'm just hunting for deer. I usually end up setting up in a spot that would be more of a buck spot. Anyway, so um, I go into this new area, climb all the way up to the top of this ridge and find a bench yeah. with a nice transition, <clears throat> just a beautiful spot. But then the sky like just opened up and it rained all morning long. And I was like, well... <laughs> this is a bust you know 
So I was like, well, I'm not gonna make it. I'm not gonna make it make it a waste and just get out of here. Right. I'm gonna let this rain stop and I'm gonna try to just scout. Yeah. Because I feel like there's gonna be deer somewhere around here, in this area. So I'll just scout it and see what I can find. So I scouted all the way around this property. Ended up going back down into the creek bottom, and I walked the whole creek bottom out trying to find creek crossing. Yeah. And really didn't find much. I found some okay sign mm-hmm. i found some feed sign up like midway up the ridge yeah where there was kind of a bench right there and you could tell the deer had been using it like crazy um so that was good you know it was good to find it would be a really hard spot to try to get into mm-hmm. without busting deer out of there um but so as i came down and almost back to the boat into the into the mouth of the creek i hear and I was like, and I started smelling like that fermented almost yeah. like fruity yeah. smell. Like when you leave bananas out a little bit too long yeah. on the counter, started getting that kind of smell. I was like, okay, there's persimmon somewhere around here. And I look around, I walk a little bit further and then I start seeing deer tracks everywhere. Yeah. Just loads and loads of tracks. And I was like, okay, that persimmon tree somewhere. And then I found it and yeah. it was a huge persimmon tree Yeah. and it's just loaded yeah. to the max loaded with fruit and they're dropping about every 10 seconds just don't don't and you could tell the deer were hammering it i mean hammering it i was like okay found my spot yeah you know if i want to kill a, a doe Let me mark that real quick <laughs> mark it i walked a little bit further there ended up being like four different persimmon mm-hmm. big persimmon trees in a line right there and i was like all right i'm coming back yeah. So, so next, you found a grove of, of persimmon yeah, trees. Yeah, I found a grove. Yeah, I actually. Uh, that's and, that's that's pretty cool. Me and Dad, I always name all the spots out there just to have reference to tell Dad whenever it's like, "Where are you hunting?" No, oh, I'm hunting Kill yeah, Hill, right? Or I'm hunting, you know, whatever Danger Zone is one of them. Um, I actually named we nicknamed this one the Grove. The Grove. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I went in there the next day, which was my birthday. Monday. Right. And I told my wife, I was like, you know, you go do what you need to do in the morning. I'm coming back for an evening sit and I'm going to kill one of these deer. Mm-hmm. Pretty much called it. And I thought about what Warren Womack said. I kind of pressured him. If you remember, I pressured him on this question. I said, if there was one thing that you would choose over the other, I was like, we've on all the forums, you hear guys saying, should I be, if I find persimmons, should I hunt persimmons or should I hunt mm-hmm. acorns? And he said, if I can find a hot persimmon tree, I'm going to choose it. Yeah. Because you only have so long. Right. Before it's done. Right. You know, and, and it's dried up and the deer aren't coming to it anymore. Yeah. So I went through my head over and over. I was like, okay, I know I need to go back there. How am I going to get in there? Which it was literally 50 yards walk from the boat. Mm-hmm. It's like, how am I going to make sure my wind is right? Make sure everything is perfect. Right. I got in there early because I didn't know how early they were coming in to feed in there. Right. So I got in there at like two o'clock that day. Sun doesn't go down till about six thirty, seven mm-hmm. o'clock. Seven o'clock, I think, is probably end illegal. Right. Um, then it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit earlier right now. Yeah. But um, so I get in there early, get my tree, and I, dude, it was perfect. I mean, I could see perfectly this where all the sign was mm-hmm. underneath that tree 
and the persimmons were dropping like crazy. Yeah. And you just hear them. I mean, like, man, it's just a dinner bell. It felt yeah. like, you know what? It felt like hunting a feeder. Yeah. Like, it literally felt like, okay, I'm hunting a feeder. Yeah. And these deer are going to come up. They're going to get out of here. They're going to get right here, and it's going to be perfect. Well, sure enough, man, about, uh, I think it was about 515, mm-hmm. I start seeing deer start filtering down that creek and come in my direction. Yep. And there was a smaller tree that was dropping a little ways back that way. And so I figured they would probably stop there and eat. Well, they didn't. <laughs> they just beelined it straight to this tree. And, dude, when I say there was some does, there was a herd yeah. of deer yeah. right here, like 10 of them. Right. Easily. And so I'm like, oh, crap. I'm going to have to. I was hidden really well. Right. I was only two sticks up, though, which is cool. You know, I was pretty low to the ground in that cover. And, uh, so the first one comes through and it's a huge, the biggest deer, the biggest doe in the group comes through there and I'm just trying to get settled. And there's so many deer around you, you don't, you just kind of have to pick one. And I didn't, I was like, uh, which one am I going to do? Which one am I going to kill? And so I get my camera set up, get all the cameras running. I'm good to go. That first one just goes right through my shooting lane. I was like, flip. And I was like, kind of beat myself up. Like dang it why did you do that you know there's still nine more that still have to come by and i was like all right so get settled and i see another one starting to come in i was like okay she's gonna come in she's gonna come in that's what i'm gonna shoot she's still a pretty good sized doe too so i go in there that she comes in to the persimmon starts eating them i draw back and think that i put a pretty solid shot on her Mm -hmm. and deer just go everywhere yeah. I mean, dude, they're like, there's deer running uphill. There's deer yeah. running back to the water. There's deer running everywhere. And she, now, this is the one that's on YouTube that has the cool Insta 360 yeah, shot. Yeah, I did that, the Insta yeah, 360. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got the shot perfect on my on my big camera, but the Insta 360 shot was cool, just cool, man. man. So I was like, so guys, go check out that video. Yeah, on, it's a cool. It, I, I really like that video. That was a that was a fun video to edit. Um, but this deer runs across the creek. Uh, there was a creek right in front of me, and it kind of there was like a real sandy beach mm-hmm. where all those persimmons were falling at. That's how you could see all the sign. And she ran across the creek and then just stopped. And I was like, "All right, well, she's not going to go uphill with that shot. Right. If she tries to go uphill, she's going to just it's going to put her out really fast." Don't hear anything. Don't hear anything. Then deer start blowing, and then I see a deer run to my right mm-hmm. towards the water towards my boat on the beach and it's running with its head down kind of like it was it hit yeah and i hear some splashing and i'm like uh is that my deer <laughs> i didn't know i couldn't tell yeah it was like um and so there's deer blowing everywhere and i was like surely that wasn't my deer because this was a good five minutes after i shot mm-hmm. i was like surely it's not the deer and I get down, I, I wait it out just a little bit, make phone calls, do whatever. It's always exciting. The first, yeah. first Alabama deer of the season is always really exciting to me. Um, all of them are super exciting, but that yeah, first the one, first one yeah. like breaking the ice is, is a whole lot of fun. Um, and so I get down, get all my stuff, and I'm literally 50 yards away from the boat yeah. at this point, so I'm really not in a hurry, and it's, well, I got plenty of daylight. So I cross that creek and go uphill, and I'm not seeing nothing, man. Yeah. Nothing. No blood. Nothing. I'm like, 
she's got to be dead right here somewhere. <laughs> so, well, I can't really see. It's like the it's inside the woods at this point, and it's kind of dark. Mm-hmm. It, it's like that time of that time of the evening where your headlamp doesn't do you any good. Right. But you can't really see much on the ground. I was like, well, I'll just go ahead and get all my stuff packed up, go back to the boat, pack it all up, get it all loaded. And I'll come back when it's a little darker and I can Mm -hmm. use my headlamp so that I can actually see blood. And uh, so I start walking. I was like, well, let me just go check by the water just to make sure, which I would have seen it anyways if I just walked back to the boat. I was like, before I I go pack up everything, I'm going to go see where I saw that deer run. And sure enough, dude, she's laying right in the water. (laughs) Easiest, easiest uh, drag. I literally drugged the deer three feet. Yeah. Because, I I mean, what she she landed... Thirty yards from, from thirty yards from the boat. From the boat. Yeah. And so I just went and packed up my stuff, got my boat and paddled it over to where she was at. I mean, it was easy. Three like three feet got her in there. I didn't even break a sweat. Normally, wish they were all were like that. Yeah. I mean, my my normally fall down in the holler in into the biggest briar thicket that there possibly is, and mm-hmm. you got to have like a a winch and fourteen guys, and that's 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 my luck. That's how your deer yeah. die. Yeah. I've had them that way, um, but man, this year's this been one. great. My North Dakota buck, it's the same thing, man. I like drove right to him, right where he was at. Took that little spark. Better knock on some wood. I know it. Oh <laughs> man, the ones that the one that counts, the big old gnarly two hundred and fifty pound deer is going to fall off a of bluff. Yeah, it's going to fall off a bluff and <laughs> die in a clear cut. <laughs> yeah, that a rabbit can't get through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so. Um, so that was that deer. I spent a couple more days. Um, I wanted to let it rest, but there were so many does coming in there. I was like, man, I'll just go do that again. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. And uh, so I was like, I'm going to let it rest for a few days, wait for the right wind, come back. So I came back again on Friday. Mm-hmm. So I let it rest pretty much the whole midweek. Went back again on Friday. Sure enough, man, all those deer come right back, right back to the persimmons. And uh, the only difference was this time – they ran through. Yeah. <laughs> like, I couldn't get a shot. Yeah. I mean, I had one that, I, I that's a lie. If I wasn't filming, I would have shot one. Right. Um, she came and stood at 23 yards, and I got my camera stuff ready, but they were running. So she stood there, and then the big, huge doe, um, probably the same one that right. got by me, she came up and just, like, ran that other yeah. doe off of the persimmons. Like, just, they were, and they were, make, they were like, meh, yeah. meh. Meh, meh. They were making all kinds of noises and stuff. It was cool. It was really cool footage, and they all ran right underneath my tree. Huh. And uh, one of them was a little bee spike. He had little yeah. like, two inch spikes on him, but I didn't get a shot. <laughs> like yeah. they came right there. You know. That's what you said. Eh, meh, mm, eh, mm. I was trying, dude. <laughs> I, I, know. I was trying to stop them. I just couldn't do nothing. <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna go back there though. I'm oh, probably going back Friday. Yeah, because well they're. It's not gonna last. Well, with this cold front, it'll pretty much put it. Maybe, m- maybe not. But I mean, normally with the first cold front, it kills the persimmons. Mm-hmm. Norm- normally, Friday will be before the cold front comes through. It will. Through, though, it so. will. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I got Friday is gonna be my. It might be my last day of like serious trying, like trying to seriously doe hunt. Right. You know, if I happen to be in a spot, that would be a pretty easy drag out. I'll. Yeah. I'll get after it. I I might shoot another one. But, I mean, once that cold front comes through, all next week I'm going to be hitting, trying to buck hunt. Yeah. So, 
um, kind of fast forward the next day after that Friday, uh, me and Luke went out. I took Luke out to a spot that I hadn't uh, deer hunted. I've turkey hunted mm-hmm. it before. And I was like, man, we really need to, I need to check this spot out. Let's go in there. We'll go in a little bit late so we can kind of see what's there. And on our way out, we didn't find a bunch of deer sign. On our way out, though, we were on this big, tall, steep point mm-hmm. that overlooks the water. Yeah. And we're just walking, and I was like, that looks like a bed, like big bean-shaped. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that looks like a bed right there, and it'd be in a good and the perfect spot right off this point. Bend down, pick a hair out. I was like, well, heck yeah. And Luke says, well, there looks like another bed right there. Mm-hmm. Face the other direction. Yeah. And the bean was face the other direction. I was like, look in it, find some hair. There it is. Yeah. And then I got to look around. I was like, holy crap. And there's rubs yeah. all the way around this bed. And um, It's a bedroom is what that is. Yeah. And, and it may be a bachelor group. It might be. It might be a, like a few-week-old bachelor group bed, but it didn't look like it. The rubs were pretty fresh. And um, and so I... Early, too. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, if you find rubs right now, it's either when they were rubbing off their velvet right. or um, you're like right in their... their core area yeah. they're not going to put rubs out this early our rut's not till december so yeah they're not going to rub this early right anywhere pretty much mm-hmm. unless you're in their in their like tight knit quarters so um had that happen saturday then i went out again on monday to a new spot i started doing this thing called new spot mondays and it's actually pretty fun mm-hmm. it challenges me to get out of my comfort zone a little right. bit and to go to some new places right and add to the arsenal right you know i've been so long just really kind of being content in the areas that i have Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't really like to do a ton of summer scouting uh just because it's hot and it doesn't really feel all that useful to me right um i do a lot of that during turkey season anyway so uh go into a new spot on monday which was yesterday yesterday monday two days ago tuesday two days ago yeah what did I do yesterday? Oh, I didn't hunt yesterday. Right. Um, so I went in and kind of just took a guess, went up to the top of this ridge. There was a really hard transition line, and I got busted. It was a transition line almost going right down the middle of a ridge. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, that buck, there's a buck could potentially walk that transition line right. to get down to his bed off of this point. Right. Well, I just missed it by about 30 to 40 yards. And... I got busted. A deer blew at me right at first light, mm-hmm. right in the area that I thought that he might potentially bet on. And so I walked down there after I got done hunting, and there was very little deer sign around the area. Um, I scouted it a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, tried to find some hot trees, and then just wasn't finding them. Yeah. And uh, I go down to that point where where the deer blew at, and sure enough, there's a big giant bed. That looks like he has been, or a buck has been bedding there for a very long time. Right. It was wore down. Yeah. It was almost indented into the ground. Right. And a rub. Same way. Same thing. A good, fresh rub, you know, almost wet still, mm-hmm. like right there close to that bed. Um, so I've got a couple options, you mm-hmm. know, going, moving forward into this cold front week. If I can get a good wind, go in there, in there and try to in fault one you yeah. know and like really really do more of a beast style right style hunt um so i'm trying to think to 
that I guess that brings us to today. Mm-hmm. I went back and said, okay, I'm going to go to a spot that might be a doe a doe spot if the sign is there where I know the does kind of hang out at. Right. Or if the sign's not there, I might go up. I might go uphill um, to the top to where I know the bucks are hanging out. Right. There's a three-way transition line, clear cut, thick pines, hardwoods right there. Uh, killed a buck there a while back. And I know it's a buck spot. It's a really yeah. good spot. And uh, so I th- last year I went in early season and there was no sign in this on top. Right. I hunted up on top early season last year. There was nothing. Didn't look like any deer were using it. Well, when I came back down, that's where I found all the sign and yeah. all the all the acorns were dropping down there. And um, So I get in this morning. I used some pretty creative access. Uh, had to drag my kayak across a piece of property, a piece of public property, and down to the to the water. Mm-hmm. And then it it cut my time down by probably an hour and a half because mm-hmm. normally where I put in at it's about a four mile trip. Yeah. And this turned into about a three hundred yard right. trip. Right. Um. So it cut my time down. Even though I had to drag my boat, I carted it in with that suspense airless cart which is tight yeah uh, especially if you've got a bigger kayak like a new canoe mm-hmm. and got in there and I, I, I talking to the camera i was like okay i'm this is my plan i'm gonna just kind of walk real slowly through this low area <laughs> and see if i can find where deer right. are feeding at these hot feed feed trees and i get there and there's deer standing right there and i was like flip <laughs> And this deer was standing right on on a logging road that empties out down this mm-hmm. this point on the bottom, and um, and I knew that more than likely it's pretty steep in there. So I figured if a deer is using this area, yeah, it's coming down that logging road. It's right. using that logging road for a little bit easier walk. And uh, so that deer ended up running off, and there's just acorns falling everywhere, and they're not falling on top. At least I can't hear them. Yeah. They're not falling. It doesn't sound like they're falling on top, and I'm listening at this point. It's dead calm this morning, no wind. and But they're all falling down in this bottom, and it looked like hogs come through there. Like, all right, I'm going to set up here. We're yeah. going gonna to turn into a doe hunt <laughs> real quick. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, man, I get set up super early, probably 30 minutes before daylight, and which doesn't happen a lot with water, with this kayak access stuff, because mm-hmm. you're always – running late unless i wake up at 2 a.m right usually i'm i'm getting done set up right you know probably 10 minutes before shooting yeah and um get set up plenty of time and all of a sudden i hear deer running around behind me like dang that didn't take long (laughs) and uh i mean long story short i know we're kind of running up on time but big huge doe steps out at uh I didn't even range her. It was so close, probably less than 20 yards, maybe 18 or so yards. And uh, right where that logging road mm-hmm. comes down, she was hitting right there, getting, I mean, you could. it looked like a giant scrape. Yeah. Where these deer, for whatever reason, had been hitting that spot. Hmm. It just looked like a giant scrape, and they, it was just all dirt. Yeah. All just tilled up dirt where they'd been eating. And it was right at the... At the into that logging road and she was going to eat a few bites before she went back up and she was going to go up and kind of use that there's a bench right there she was going to use that bench probably to go into those pine sped down mm-hmm. 
and uh, I put a great shot on her, double under. She ran ten feet mm-hmm. probably and fell over. Didn't know it hit her. I'm telling you, man. I've said it so many times. Really paying attention to your FOC and not just your FOC, but your um, broadheads. Mm-hmm. You know, making sure it's razor sharp. Yeah. Cut on contact. Let it just zip through them. They don't know what hit them. They don't have any idea. Mm-mm. It's like your bow is quieter mm-hmm. at this point because it's got so much, all that vibration basically is going into that heavy arrow. Yeah. And it just zipped through her and she just kind of took a few steps and turned around and looked around like, I don't know what the heck just happened. Yeah. And before you know it, they're on the ground. Yeah. You know, they, especially on a good shot like that where you hit those vitals perfect. It's like, and, and people are going to probably watch the video and be like, well, why isn't she bleeding? That's, that's why I don't use cut on contact because she ain't bleeding. Well, she's not going to bleed because she's not running. <laughs> right. Her lungs are not, she's not using her lungs. I mean, she's using them. She's breathing, but right. she's not like, like, you know how we do whenever we run, your lungs get, I mean, you're breathing heavy and that's what pushes that blood out. Mm-hmm. It's that. It's constantly going into the lungs and just filling up with blood. Well, she didn't do that. She was calm. Yeah. You know, and all the other deer that were with her were calm um, until they saw me. They eventually saw me and ran off. Yeah. um, It, it, I mean, it tore her up inside, but there was hardly any blood on the ground, you know, Mm -hmm. in that, in those 10 feet because they just, they're not going. Now I'm sure if she would have ran like a bat out of hell, Mm -hmm. like, you know, most deer do when they get slapped with a yeah. mechanical head. Um, she probably would have bled yeah. somewhere. All the deer that I've shot that ran a decent ways, they bled right. pretty good. Um, but honestly, the the with these with these arrow setups, I have the furthest track job I had was a shoulder shot. I mean, center punch the shoulder on that buck I killed on mm-hmm. private land last year. And he ran a long ways, and he lived for a long time. But because it was just a bad shot, but I still found him, and that arrow still got freaking crap ton of penetration. Yeah. It went all the way through him. Yeah, um, it was just a quarter away. I hit him too far forward, and the arrow went through up into his neck, mm-hmm. and so it really didn't hit anything crazy vital. It just kind of messed him up a little bit, right? Or a lot of bit because he was he was done when we got to him. But it was a. Other than that one, I think every other deer, including gut shot deer, mm-hmm. um, have been within fifty yards. Probably yeah. that that's the same for me. I mean we uh, we we shoot you know those VPAs. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm waiting on VPA to come out with a 300 grain single barrel. They said they would. That's the only reason I'm not shooting them, just because they don't make one right now. Yeah. But we we're we're big fans of heavy arrows. Um, um, and, and I'm not, you know, the weight isn't everything for me. I'm I'm more concentrated on making sure all that energy is up front. And right. that, 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 or I guess that's not the right way to say it, I guess, scientifically or whatever. But I want to make sure that yeah. all of the energy of my arrow <clears throat> is going into the penetration. So my arrow, there's guys shooting rage heads right now that are have a heavier arrow than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, my arrow is only... 512 grains, I right. think, altogether, but I'm at 21% FOC, 
and it really does matter. People, I see people giving crap to this whole idea so much on social media, and I just want to be like, bro, the, I mean, like, I got your proof, you know, yeah. watch my videos from two years ago, three years ago, compared to my videos now. Yeah. Almost every deer dies on camera. Yeah. And if you want more info about it, go listen to the podcast we did with Shane Simpson, who mm-hmm. who has a who has a trail dog that recovers deer. Yeah. And not only that, he has data on what type of broadhead, fixed or mechanical, you know. And and here's the thing, y'all. Like, I mean, it's just it's just one of those things. It goes back to the whole celebrating and all that stuff. Like, a guy a guy posts a picture on on social media, and you know he he gives his arrow set up, you know. And then some dude goes, oh, you don't need all that to kill deer? It's like, yeah, but he did. I told a guy this morning on one of the groups, he was asking about, uh, he's like, I'm shooting 600 grains. It feels like it's overkill for whitetail. And I was like, bro, there ain't no, there ain't no such thing as overkill for a whitetail. There ain't never been one that's too dead. No. I, and, and literally after I commented that is when I shot that deer. And so I took that video. Yeah. I took a video of it. I was like, this is, this is it. Like, the proof's in the pudding for guys who are, I mean, it takes some time mm-hmm. to get it right. And I think that's where most people are. Yeah. They, they don't want to admit it, but they right. don't want to shoot their bow and redo everything on the right. bow. But I'm telling you, like, I don't, and if I'd hunt with somebody that shoots rages, I don't care. Like, that's all, that's all on you. Like. Yeah. And that that's the thing, y'all. Just, just because we hunt this way doesn't mean that we're looking at you down in you. No, I don't care. We're just asking that. Instead of you downing everybody, you just be like, "Hey, man, good deer," you know, or like, don't, just don't doubt. Yeah, that's what I would say. Like, like this. I know you're trying to be all peaceful. I'm no. What and, I'm 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 not trying to be peaceful because when when I walked into uh, the uh, pro shop with my heavy arrow, like I I had a guy go, "Well, you don't you don't you don't need all that to kill a deer." I'm like, "That's cool." You're right. I don't. I don't need it. I don't need it. But, like, you're shooting a 308 and I'm shooting a 300. Like, both of them kill deer. Yeah. I'm like, it's, it's just personal preference on, on, on what you want. And, and there's pros and cons. There's pros with, and cons to both. With both. But I have, for me, the cons, or the pros far outweigh the cons with doing this. And, like, I wish people would, I wish people would see, like, there are people who are taking it. <laughs> So, <laughs> there's people who used to smoke cigarettes that vape now, and they have started vaping mm-hmm. to try to get off cigarettes. Right. Right? And then there's people who vape as a hobby, and they're annoying. And, like, you see billows of smoke coming out of their car all the time, and they're inside buildings just blowing these huge clouds, and they give the vapors that are just trying to get off nicotine a bad name. <laughs> There are people who have got a heavy arrow set up that are just trying to fix a problem that they have noticed that they have had. And then there's people, and then there's bandwagon people who don't know what the flip they're talking about. They're just talking about stuff they heard on a YouTube video once that they don't. And it, and it makes, it does make it look bad. I I get that. It Mm -hmm. makes it look like there are people who are like, you shouldn't be in the woods. If you, Adrian, Adrian Wilson's a good example he shot a velvet buck last year, uh, Big A Sports, for anybody who doesn't know who I'm talking about. Um, he's one of the guys that works for Tethered. 
uh, he shot a buck with a mechanical last year during the velvet season and uh, hit it pretty good. And mm-hmm. it didn't get very good penetration, didn't bleed a whole lot, but he shot it with a mechanical. And there were people commenting on that. Like Adrian was a kindergartner. Like, yeah. like he didn't know what he's doing. Adrian's killed a lot of deer. He's killed plenty of deer. He knows what he's doing. And, and they make it look bad. Right. It's the same thing with saddles. You know, it, it, it's a trendy, I get that it's a trendy thing. And there are people who get so caught up in the trend that they don't have any consideration for anybody else. Right. You know, well, they and, think their and, way is the only way. And it's just not true. And there's, there's, there's also, I know, I know we kind of got on the soapbox, but it was a good way to end the video. On a soapbox. Um, Video? I mean... Uh, you got a camera uh, out? Podcast. I don't got a camera out. <laughs> I do not. Um, but, you know, there's 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 entire YouTube channels that are dedicated to what they call reviewing products, but it's not reviewing products. It's actually bashing products. Yeah. You know? And, and, and it's just like, hey, that's cool. You know, it's YouTube. You can do... Say, say whatever you want, you know? Um, but, but at the same time, too, like... Don't look at me and judge the way I hunt. I'm not going to look at you and judge the way that you hunt. If you want to hunt with a mechanical, hunt with a, as long as it's legal, I don't care how you hunt. I don't care how what you kill. You know, if it's legal, kill it. If you if you want to kill all five does in five days, kill all five does. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you want to kill a doe every day of the season, it is legal to do. If if you want to shoot a three point, doggone it, shoot shoot three point. You know, um but it's it's just the world that we live in but if you if you here's the problem i have is there's people who get that way who are like yeah i'll shoot a three there's so i've been noticing people who when it comes to deer hunting they're like brown is down you know and whatever shooting spikes i don't care shoot what you want but there are diehard turkey hunters and they'll down the first person that shoots a jake right and, and it don't make any sense to me. And I'm about to daggum call people out on it. Yeah. Because I'm like, bruh, like these, and I'm talking about people who are like industry people. Right. Like people who are known in the turkey world. Right. Who are downing people for shooting jakes and going out and shooting spikes. Right. It's like, dude, get a grip. Right. Oh, man. We could go, we should just do a, we should just do a podcast episode that's called Controversial Topics and just. Talk about it. Get a couple people, a couple strong personalities with strong opinions on there. I know Walter would get on there and talk about some stuff. I had a guy. We so, don't want Walter on right now because Georgia's winning. And, like, like it's the first time Georgia's won. Like, <laughs> actually has a, has a, a, a legit chance yeah. of winning the national championship. And, you know, Walter, I just want to say, because I know you're going to listen, second and 26, brother. Second and 26. So... But but no that that would be an awesome podcast just like like controversial type like hunt over corn hunt over bait yeah um, I think uh, it'd be, I think it'd be a fun one and get some strong people who have strong opinions on all of it yeah I had a guy comment on a YouTube the last YouTube video about me having my nose pierced which yeah. whatever you don't like it you can get over it my wife loves it so that's that's what I tell people I'm like I, I, who cares <laughs> and he said. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to do it with my accent that I think he probably talked in. Oh, yeah, you have to. Uh, he is like, this is America. You can do what you want. <laughs> took the time, right? Yeah. Dude took the time to comment on this video. Probably watch the whole thing. Uh, this is America. You can do what you want, but I'm old school. And I can't watch a man shoot deer with nose jewelry on. And I was just like, huh, whatever. 
You know, I ain't got nothing to prove to nobody. Okay. I'll, I'll, I would, no, I'm not going to say what I was going to say, but I wanted to comment and be like, that's good. Thanks for stopping by. It's probably best that you leave, though, because I'd hate for you to find out that a guy with a nose ring is killing more deer than you. Right. <laughs> Just, but I didn't say it because I don't, I don't want to be that guy. But Walter got on there. <laughs> but I thought it. Walter defended my honor. <laughs> he was like, he was like, so what you're saying is, it's America. You're, you're going to uh, go ahead and point out the fact that it's America and you can do what you want. But you want him to know that. It's not okay for him to do what he wants. It's not okay for him to do what he wants. And you're going to disagree with him. And you're going to completely disregard the amount of work and effort that he does to kill a deer. Because his fashion sense is not what you like. And I was like, thanks, Walter. I appreciate yeah. that. Appreciate so, guys, that. help us out. If, if there's a controversial topic, do you shoot does? Yes or no? Okay. Do you agree? Do you do you that think? That shouldn't be a controversial topic. I know it, it, it shouldn't, <laughs> but but it is. I mean, like it straight up is. It's so flipping fun. It is. I mean, I, I'll, that's and, like being that's like being like you know what? Okay. You know, I hey. just hate I hate candy. <laughs> so so I, candy should be. I have a spot outlawed. that I call my honey hole that I killed the buck at last year. It's it's a food plot. Guy guy in my church allows me to hunt it. I had my first archery injury last week, and. I there's this doe over there that she blows constantly. Like she's the she is the doe that walks up onto the field. Doesn't matter which way the wind's blowing, and as soon as she hits the field, she just starts blowing for no reason at all. And I can't stand her. Okay, so I, I'm it's like a vendetta. Now I don't even want I don't even know if I want to kill a buck. I just want to go kill this stupid doe. So last week I'm sitting there on the ground. Because one of my goals is to kill a deer on the ground this year with my bow. I'm sitting there. She starts blowing. She walks out 70 yards and just starts blowing. She blows the whole way walking up to me. Just blowing. Stomping and blowing. So, I have some corn out there. It's private land. <gasps> oh, I know. Controversies everywhere. And 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 not just a bag of corn. I, I'll just be honest. I put like 250 pounds of corn in a pile to kill this heifer that's walking up this lane towards me. Okay. And she's blowing, stomping the whole way. So she kind of she knows something's not not up. And so I'm sitting here with my bow tucked up. Okay? And That sounds one, like my son's coming. The youngins. And so I'm sitting with my bow resting on my knee. I'm hooked in. And I'm, I'm tense. And I sit there for like 10 minutes. She stomps. She blows. I almost get a shot at her. But then she just jumps and takes off running. Effort. Yeah. So I go to extend my arm, and I couldn't extend my arm past like halfway. I I'd, I'd sat there so long that my forearm and the end of my bicep had cramped up, and that's one of our youngins right there, y'all. Yeah, if, we're about to have to wrap yeah, this. Wrap this thing have to up. About to wrap it up. So anyway, That'd be my son. Okay. Hey, daddy. So I had to go to the chiropractor to get my elbow unlodged. It hurt like the Dickens. Dang. Now. I'm even more pissed off at this doe because she literally caused my arm to come out of socket and I still didn't kill her. <laughs> so my whole goal this year is not to kill like a 140. My whole goal this year is to literally shoot her through both lungs with whatever. I, I, a bow, a rifle, a shotgun, a grenade, a ninja star, a blowgun. Ninja star. I don't care, but that's my goal. It's a good goal to have. Good goal. Shoot more dose. Hey. Shoot cold, less dose. Shoot whatever you want as long as it's legal. Cold front's coming up. It is. 
got cold front next week. I leave for Kentucky next Friday, and my Midwestern-ish November begins. I'll Gonna be, turn it loose. I'm gonna be there, guys. We hope y'all kill a kill whatever you want. Yeah, but I just enjoy kill, it, man. I hope you kill what what your heart desires. That's right. That's right. Unless then, you're hunting close then, to where I hunt, and then I don't want you to do that. Yep. And then take <laughs> take the back straps and make jerky out of it. Yep. Another controversial topic. But and I quote from Parker McDonald, the best jerky I ever had. It was good. I kind of feels sacrilegious, but <laughs> it was good. All right. Let's wrap this thing up. Let's do it. Man, good luck to everybody. It's going to be a good season. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. As always, a big shout out to all of our partners. That's Go Wild, Spartan Forge, Tethered, New Canoe, and Scree Gear. You can keep up with Southern Ground Hunting by following us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can subscribe to us on the YouTube channel. Make sure you check out southerngroundhunting.com to pick up some of our merch, hats, t-shirts, stickers, stuff like that. I truly hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and we'll see you here again next week. Remember this, God gave you dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. So go out and exercise that dominion. We'll talk to you next time.